We Saved You a Seat is sponsored by the Oklahoma Family Network. Oklahoma Family Network focuses on supporting families of children and youth with special health care needs and disabilities, as well as families who have children with a mental health or behavioral health diagnosis. Oklahoma Family Network provides families with emotional support, resource navigation, parent-to-parent engagement opportunities, and wants to ensure quality health care for all children and families by building strong and effective family professional partnerships. Please note that this is the third episode within this one conversation that we had with Lauren and Sam. So if you've not heard episodes one and two, please feel free to go download those episodes prior to listening to this one. At one point in the conversation with Sam and Lauren, I asked if they might share how they handle or process conversation which comes out wrong from people who love and care about them deeply. So many of us don't have the words or know what to say, so I asked them to help us know better so that we can do better. It's timing and what they've said where it's like they either didn't think about it before it came out of their mouth and it's like they probably went, oh crap, afterwards. Like my mom said, and I'll, I'm going to share this because I, I have a very good relationship with mom, my mom and I love her, but she made a comment saying like that they need, they wanted to leave to give us space so we can kind of move on and grieve. And I was like, how, and I know she didn't mean it that way, but it was like, you know, how do you move on from this? Like, and I, she didn't, how she said it was what she probably should have said, but when people say like, you know, you need time to get over this. It's like, there's no getting over this. Like it's learning how to to live with this and like it's going to be hard some days and some days are going to be even harder um but like there will be times where we can go and just smile and remember him and it not be I mean I, I already do like smile it's just the hard things of realizing he's not here and not coming back mm-hmm. is that I think that that there will be like you said Sam it's fresh everything right now is fresh and so sometimes calling, you know, Ryan Evan um, is, feels hurtful when maybe someday it's going to feel like, oh, his name was said out loud, you know. And so it's going to be one of those moments where it's like, oh, we, we finally said his name out loud. And it maybe had been a, a couple of hours. So, so, yeah. But we even had like... So we were trying, we're trying to plan his um, celebration of life. And we even had comments about the days that we're doing it on and how just, they're not trying to be hurtful, but it is hurtful. We wanted a weekend. Well, we want kids to be there. We want to encourage, like we said, we want to. We don't want kids to be in school. Or we're not no gonna one's going to remember the funeral or the celebration. celebration day. Like we'll remember his heavenly day and that week. It's like. For us, September 11th is just going to be a day. A, a day, and we'll look back and remember it. We're not going to remember, oh, that was the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and we had our celebration. It's like, yeah, Evan passed on the 16th, and we'll remember that day. And then we had a celebration a few weeks later. Like, that's how we're viewing it. And so we've gotten a lot of, like, comments, like, things like that about when is more convenient for other people than what we want to do. And we've learned through all of this. And like my best friend from high school keeps reminding me because we talk often. It's not about anybody else. It's about what Sam and I want and what we want to have. And our goal is for people to leave 
lighted hearted than when they walked in because it's a child's funeral is what you're coming to. But for us, we've been to so many people who have sadly buried their children too and what their, their services look like and then their celebrations afterwards. And we kind of wanted to incorporate what we've seen in the past, but also add a little bit more to it. So we're going to do a service that the funeral home is going to help us with. Um, we have some friends that are going to play music, do worship music, and say a prayer. But we're letting the funeral home, they, this is what they do. They, they, sadly enough, there's a lot of children that pass that we never talk about. Um, and they do celebration of life. This is what they're really good at. We're going to let them do their thing. And then right afterwards, we're going to go straight into an actual celebration. What would have been Evan's slash birthday party, big hurrah. He, he would have been six in October. And we are so blessed. And I keep saying, God is going to provide. It'll all work out. And it, so far it has. Um, we have a lot of big things planned, but we want children to come because it's it's about the kids. It's about families. It's about like Sam was saying, like these people who we haven't talked to in a couple of years. A lot of that, it's not, I mean, with Evan, we were limited to a lot of things we could do. I want to reconnect with those people who have loved us on us for the last six years and have been like, who do check in, who do or have done meals in the past or have done a card or have reached out and talked to, talked about Evan or have followed Evan's journey. We've gotten over the years, several birthday invitations for two, three, four, five, six-year-olds that hard. we've never been able to make. Sometimes we don't even respond that we're not going to make it, but every year they, they ask us again or they call or text us and say, we're going to the zoo or we're doing this. Do you guys want to come? Like we probably, you know, you probably can't make it, but we want to invite you. We're doing this. And it's like, we've always appreciated that mm -hmm. they still invite us or ask us to do things, even knowing there's a good chance we're not going to make it. But also the two, the, when they're inviting, they're, they're also welcoming. So if we did decide to come, they would be more than thrilled for us to be there. But it's kind of, we want it to be a part where we can reconnect. We want the room, um, the area that we're going to be in, to be filled with laughter and joy during this, during this time. We want it to be, I remember going to um, a service, a celebration of life, and then afterwards, I'm part of a special needs group who, sadly enough, has lost a lot of their, has lost a handful of their children. And... Um, they were all taking pictures afterwards in their group. And in my head, I was thinking like, this was the first one I'd ever been to. And I'm like, this is kind of disrespectful. Like, why would you take a picture at a child's funeral? I mean, like, that's just like, I, in my head, I was thinking like, I would never do that. But now that I'm like already been walking, that was very early on in my walk. It's like, no, these mothers who have lost their children know that these are the times you want to, even though they might be a little bit sadder, you still want to remember them. And you want to, you want to um, celebrate with them and be able to reach out to mom later on and be like, hey, like, look how beautiful the service was. Look how beautiful. I'm not saying taking pictures during the service, but it was like afterwards um, when we were all gathering. And that's kind of where this celebration, I'm hoping that people will take pictures with their kids and like, we'll have, we'll have guests there that these kids will absolutely be thrilled about. I'm, I'm super excited about them. I don't want to share too much details, but um, it's going to be really fun. Um, 
and you know, rain or shine, it's going to be exactly how it's supposed to be. And you know, if I should say, it, I'm like, I'm looking forward to celebrating Evan and, and what that looks like and all the love that comes with that. So sounds like a big day. Yeah. <laughs> One day at a time, but it's coming. And, so those invitations that you received from friends and, and people that would include you guys, are you still hoping that they include you guys in some of those events as the, as the future goes? Yeah, I mean, uh, I hope um, over the next few weeks or months, we can reintroduce ourselves back into our, our friends community. And as Ryan gets older, like start doing sports and school and stuff, we've never been a part of that. And so even to go to like my nephew's soccer games or baseball games, we've only been to a select few of them because we can't leave Evan or, or take Evan to a soccer game on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I hope that we get invited and we can even invite people to do things or come over. And so, yes, I hope... I hope we get to be more of a outgoing uh, family, kind of like we used to. Mm -hmm. We used to be very, like, out, even when we had Evan, we even decided early on that we were going to take him everywhere, that we were going to go do all these things. But then when he started getting a little bit, I wouldn't say worse, but, like, when he started having struggles, we started not taking him out as much. So we're hoping to get back into traveling and, doing things with Ryan, if we can take him. <laughs> well, we, we took Evan to birthday parties, took Evan to the zoo. We did, we did trips when, with Evan. Before he was on oxygen and a little more limited, we did all those things and we got a lot of invitations to a lot of different things. And so hopefully we get Ryan on the same path and he gets to go to the zoo or to the I don't even know what it's called, the jungle gym playground thing that people have parties at, but um, hopefully we get to do those things. I, I know that this conversation could not have been easy for y'all, um, trying to just share your hearts and everything with the world. Um, so I know that I appreciate the opportunity to just get to talk about Evan, because I know that, um, I mean... I know we've only been doing the podcast for a few months, but I feel like he has become part of, of my life and, and being able to know him and understand him and then learn from you guys. Uh, I know it's been a great privilege for me to have that opportunity. I know that Lauren, you and I said something earlier that you want to continue these podcasts mm -hmm. um, as we move forward and, and continue doing some education pieces and, and talking about Evan and and um, always saying his name, because I think that's one of the greatest privileges I have is having the opportunity to visit with parents about their children, whether they are here or not. And so I know that you have a lot to teach us through the grief process now, both of you, um, from a dad perspective and a mom perspective. Um, and then I hope that we can get some, get your family back together someday, because that was, that was fun. That was really neat to hear all of their stories and their perspectives and, and then kind of maybe hear um, about the celebration of life and how, how they perceived all of this coming together. So that would be 
it, it means a lot to me to have this opportunity to visit with y'all today, just like it did a week ago when I got to sit and, and hug your necks. So this has been more therapeutic and healing of doing these for us, like to be able to listen back on the conversations we had earlier. And then also like what we'll be talking about, whatever that looks like, but also just knowing that these conversations that we're having are raw and hoping that like another family going through it knows that it's okay not to be okay. And knows that, you know, it does come in waves, but to look at brighter sides and know that there are things that are still there and that their children do make a difference, whether it's in their community or through the doctors or the nurses that they've touched or um, just who they are. I mean, Evan, like Evan's changed me as a person. I mean, I think I was very patient to begin with, but like my patients and I have way more grace for people. Um, when some people go the opposite and they get really mad, I feel like I've never really been mad at the situation of like why Evan was how he was and why God made him the way he did. I don't believe that God punished Evan or made him that way, but I do believe that God has put everything in place to help us be the best parents we could be to take care of Evan um, and did everything that he, like people were placed in our path for a reason, good, bad, or indifferent. Like they were supposed to be there when they were, so. Yeah. It's kind of, when she said that, it's kind of cliche of like the, you don't know the other person's struggle or, or whatever, and really like learned that the last several years about grace and patience. Like when I went to work on Monday, no one, I mean, some people knew, but no one knew I lost a child seven days earlier. And it's like, if you would have just saw me in line at the coffee shop or whatever, like you wouldn't know that I'm having a hard day. And so it's really like a lot of life lessons and perspectives like we, we've learned through Evan's life that are ultimately going to be to our benefit. So what do you guys need? When people ask, what do you need? I need them to keep asking. Um, I think we're still very raw in the emotions. Like I said last week, I felt like we got this. And I thought, wow, this is the worst. Like, this is going to be not easy, but it wasn't going to be like the worst thing I could possibly think of. And then this week has been a completely different emotion. So it's, I don't know. It just comes in waves. And we've been blessed enough that somebody put a meal train up for us and it was filled within hours. And, and we didn't ask for every day because we didn't want to be bombarded. But like, I feel like if you have, not even just with us, but just in general, if you feel led to do something, just do it. And like people have been dropping off treats and coffees and just things just, and we appreciate them more than they know. And like, sometimes we don't know we need that until it comes to our doorstep. And we're like, well, that was a really nice surprise. Like, you know, or I, I didn't know I needed that coffee till I drank it. <laughs> like, um, I don't know, just that extra love and just um, people that want to connect. Like I would say my biggest thing right now is I thought that I wanted everybody here when it happened and 
like when it happened, my thoughts kind of changed and I wanted to be left alone a little bit. But my big thing is I'm a people person and I like connections. And like now that Sam's going back to work, like I really am going to be thriving for those connections just because I'm not going to have that connection every day that I normally have. I would say just keep asking. I think for me, what I want or need is just to be um, treated somewhat normal. Like I don't want to be someone's charity case. I don't want you to feel like feel doing something because you feel bad. Like if you care and you want to be there, then yeah, like ask, ask us to dinner or ask how we're doing. But if you're going to ask, like actually ask because you care and be ready to engage and don't, don't be, don't not say anything. I mean, if we see someone or someone comes over and they don't ask about Evan at all. Like, to me, that's worse than, like, not even, like, coming. Like, you're just, you feel bad. And, yeah, they don't know what to say. But, you know, we're also normal people. And we don't mind talking about Evan or or asking how our day's going. Like, just be our friends. That's what we ultimately need as our friends and family and community around us. And not someone that is emptily bringing us cookies. Like, yeah, we appreciate the cookies, but we want the if you're going to do it, like, come in and and talk to us, or invite us to go to dinner or whatever. But and that's a sticky situation because it's like at some points, like it was nice too when people come over and we do talk about Evan, but then we can also talk about life. And like other things besides Evan, it doesn't have to be all about Evan. But like, like Sam said, if you ask, like be genuine when you ask, because like we are hurting and we do want to talk about him. And it's not going to be all sad, but we do want to remember amazing times or we want to hear your stories or like impacts. Um, but we don't need, I mean, like I said before, I'd rather have the I love yous and I'm here. And like, what do you need? Then I'm sorry for your loss. I can't imagine. Like, hell, I can't even imagine. <laughs> and I'm going through it. Like, I don't, I don't know how people do this. And like, people are like, you're so strong. It's like, and like Sam said, I don't want to be strong right now. And I, you have to give grace because, but I'm saying like, give us grace and what we're going through. And just love on us. Take the screaming baby. Take him for a walk. So I can yeah. him scream. <laughs> so just to be clear, you are okay with people knocking on your door and giving the hugs. Yes. Okay. I mean, don't be COVID, but yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> don't bring your COVID in here. I'm, we would like a text beforehand. To me, like, I mean, I guess every family would be different. Everyone grieves differently. But to me, if you're going to come over and you're going to drop off treats like it's okay and I know we made you come in and talk to us for a little bit but I think that's kind of what I prefer maybe Lauren doesn't prefer that but if you're gonna come all this way to like do something like it's okay to knock on our door and like chat for a few minutes or come in and sit down or stay for however long you can it doesn't have to be here's 
a gift basket. I've already driven away. Here's a text. Check your doorstep type deal. Like, it's okay to... And maybe people aren't we can't comfortable say no. talking to us about it or don't know what to say. And so they feel better just driving off. And that's okay. We appreciate that. But to me, that's kind of like awkward for both parties of like, you could have said hi. Like, you could have like said something, but... I've never been one to shy away from hard conversations. When Lauren re retreated from the Facebook and all of that, it, if, to me, it left a, a, a sign saying she didn't need that social interaction. Well, we can touch base on that. So the thing was, is how do you, what do you say after your son dies? What does a mother say after that happens? And that's where I was stuck, was when I say it, it's going to be so real that I didn't want to, I didn't want to face that. I didn't want to, I wasn't ready. And Sam had already said it. So people already knew, but for me to actually say something, that's why I wrote the letter to Evan, because how do I close that? How do I close that journey? And I didn't want to close it. So I, I mean, I did with him, but I did not on Facebook because I want that Facebook to still be open. I want it still to be shared. I still want it to change hopefully some people's lives and to continue showing our journeys with Ryan through the eyes of Evan. Um, so that's why, and I think a lot of people were kind of hesitant to even message me or stuff because, and it is hard, but also too, I just didn't know what to say. For somebody who has so many words, I was tired, I was spent, and I was like, what do you, what do you say when your child dies? I don't know. I still don't know. Besides, he's he's passed away and he's gone, and you know we love everybody and we love the support and like like Sam said, we're hoping to support other families, whatever that looks like, in their hard times because it is hard, and not a lot of people talk about hard. So, but that's why <laughs> that was the reason why I did get on Facebook because I was like, I just don't know. All I did was all I did was look at pictures of Evan. And I read everyone's message and everyone's comment. And I was even like, I could like all these, but it was like, I just needed to do it at my time. And it was very healing for me. And that letter to Evan was what I would have told him. And kind of what I did tell him. I have not read everyone's comments. I have not read everyone's posts. I skip all that. Can't do it. I finally read hand. I finally read Hannah's post yesterday. Have you cried during it. And I had to tell her, like, I can't read your post anymore. Can't look at your pictures. I was really good until the very end of hers. <laughs> then I like lost it. But yes, I Did read you? your letter. Yes, your letter was very nice. Cried during that too. But it's hard. Like, what do you say to what do you what do you say? Like, that's why, like, we aren't mad. I mean, I never would be mad about somebody reaching out or not reaching out. It's this is a hard walk. Not everybody does it. Not that I would wish this upon anybody. It's like, don't. Um, but sadly enough, it does happen. And how do we, how do we as a community help those? And the answer is, I don't know yet. But I've been preparing for Evan to leave us for several years. And so I've been saving little quotes and stuff mm -hmm. over the last few years that are uplifting and inspirational. And so the one that's been with me this week is how lucky am I to have loved so much that saying goodbye is hard. And so, <laughs> so that's kind of what I've come back to feel very blessed 
to have Evan, to have our community and everyone checking on us, but saying goodbye to is hard. And it's okay that it's hard. But I just know for me, I know that you, by you reaching out and just saying, hi friend, I'm thinking of you. I already know all the feelings that you're feeling. Like I already know that you're sorry. I already know that your heart can't imagine it. I already know because you're reaching out to me because you love me. Yeah. And if people are offended that people don't say I'm sorry, then that's their own grief too. That's yeah. What's kind of weird about it? Um, I've had several of my what I would consider really close friends not say anything to me this past week at all. No, I'm on several group messages to let everybody know. Several of my close friends didn't respond, didn't say anything, didn't say sorry, nothing. And I think I told Lauren about it and I was kind of like hurt that they didn't even like acknowledge that I just sent this long text message like, I didn't know about Evan, but now we're, whatever today is, we're 12 days, 11 days post Evan. And I've gotten more text messages from those guys the last two or three days than I did the first nine days. And they just didn't know what to say. They didn't want to say the wrong thing. And also guys are just different. We don't necessarily share all that stuff. But each one of them in my group has now said something. And it was directly to me. It wasn't in the group. It was long and heartfelt of that they're here for me if I need it. They know it's been a hell of a week. But when I'm ready, they're there. And so while I mistook, mistaken, mistook a word <laughs> their silence as like kind of standoffish or, or rude really they didn't know what to say and when they felt comfortable with it they did reach out to me and so I, I thought that was I don't know nice or, or powerful of them to give me my time or my space or they didn't know what to say and when they found the words they did reach out so I thought that was really neat that I've gotten all these messages here lately that I didn't get at the beginning. Well, and I think it's, I share Evan so much too. I've always shared Evan. And in the past, probably summer, I didn't post as much. I didn't share as much because I was just really focused on him and everything was kind of changing and I didn't know how to update because like little things were happening. And my mom even said, you know, you have this support in this group that's followed Evan. And you're doing everyone a disservice too, not that it's about them, but that you're not letting them in during the hardest part of your journey and the start of the hardest part of your journey. You're assuming that these people who have cared and loved all over you guys, she's like, I know that you guys need a break and I know that you guys need time, but like they also need to grieve too because they have been walking this walk and they have these emotions that you don't even know that they have for you guys. And that they need this moment too to be able to love on you and to be a part of this. And that was before Evan passed. It was just like when we got really bad when they were here, when we were doing our podcast, you had mentioned 
like I did all this sharing and all of a sudden I'm doing a disservice to myself and to others by just not sharing Evan anymore. And I don't have to share Evan. And I know that. And I've always done that. But she was kind of right. I took my my time. I needed that time with Evan. And then by the time I was ready to update, we were already in the thick of things, which, you know, Evan, we always thought would bounce back from everything. That's typical Evan is that he does really bad. I'll post something on Facebook. He perks back up and he's somewhat fine. And that's kind of what happened is I posted something on Saturday. Well, Sunday rolled around and he perked up and I thought, you know what? <laughs> Maybe we're going to get for the better. Maybe he just needed that post. And then when Sunday got from good to really bad, I was like, oh, this is it. So um, time means everything. But I mean, we do appreciate everybody. And that's why we do share because we do know that it's not just us grieving, it's our whole community is grieving from this little boy who's only here for just shy of six years and who's really changed the world. Probably more time, more things than Sam and I even realize how much he has changed this world and hopefully for the better and, and that people can see past their um, hard and see joy during their own life. So, so based on what y'all just both shared, is would y'all prefer people to come in and say possibly the wrong thing as opposed to the silence that sometimes you hear or lack thereof? I don't want silence. I think when the silence comes, I know people still think about us, but I, it's very lonely. This walk is very lonely. And I mean, even though people are around, besides Sam and I, nobody knows what we're going through. And it gets very lonely. And that's why, like, whenever Sam goes, I need to go back to work. I'm like, work? What's work? <laughs> like, your life should, should restart right now. Let's just, you know, push pause, rewind, start, like, not start over, but like, let's do a new new adventure because I just don't see I don't know I don't know what that looks like and that fear I'm letting like that fear of me being by myself takes away my joy and I try not to let that happen but it happens and it's going to happen and I just need to face the fear and find the joy of you know Maybe, maybe it's not a bad thing being alone for a couple hours um, and filling my days up with other friends and new adventures with Ryan and hopefully Sam can be a part of those. Like, like I, and the other thing is too, is like, I don't want to go to the zoo with my friends because I want that to be Sam and me and Ryan's first outing. Like, I don't want, even though people are asking me to do things, I want to do them, but I want to do my, our first with Sam too, because I feel like he's going to be missing out on things that we got to do with Evan for on his first, because he was able to work from home. I don't want the silence. I rather somebody say something wrong and that I can correct them depending on how close we are, and and kind of move forward with that. Now that we've said this, so. yeah, I wouldn't. I don't want the silence either. I think even if it's short and abbreviated, you just say, hey, we're thinking of you, praying for you or whatever. 
And then whenever you're ready on your own time, if you want to come back with a phone call or a long text message or card or gifts, whether it's the next day or next week or next month, I think I think that was my preference. I think the only reason it kind of like stung at me is because I wrote this message and like some of them didn't even like acknowledge that it was said. And just like a couple of days later, like the text group just started back up with whatever sports and world events and stuff. And I was like, okay, so I guess they're moving on. And people, people, and we need it. We as a family, me and Sam need to realize like people's lives still continue and that they are going to keep moving and that, you know, they're not living in this daily grief like we are like that. But they, they also need to give us grace that we are living in this daily grief and that sometimes it might be harder than others and days and anniversaries and stuff like that will trigger us later on, whatever that looks like. And, but I mean, I don't see them not our close friends and people who love us would ever think that we're doing this. There's no right or wrong way of doing this walk and this grief. So, and if they're thinking that we're doing it wrong, they need to recheck themselves because I would never want them to have to walk the walk that we're walking through. As you said, there's no right or wrong way for any of this grief process to occur. And in um, anyone that thinks there is, <laughs> I mean, you're right. When people use, when we, I would write about Evan or like talk about it and they're like, you know, you need to feel this. You need to be like, they thought that I wasn't emotionally letting myself feel. And it's like, do you know me? <laughs> Like, do you actually really know me? Because I'm a pretty big crier. I'm like, I'm very in touch with my emotions. And yes, with Evan, I've been able to learn how to pull those back a little bit just because the, the roller coaster was very high and very low. And I couldn't just cry all day long. That wasn't an option. But I do feel and I do know. And I, I know what's now best for me and best for my family and how we're going or I am have been grieving through this. But I feel like when people are like, you don't feel, it's like, you can't tell me, you don't, you don't have the right to even say those words. He was ours. He was my baby. He was our baby. He's not a baby. But he was ours. We're like, I mean, and I hope that other people feel the same, that, that Evan was theirs too, but like Evan was ours. Like he was, he was my child. And like, we knew from a very early Point that like we would be giving them back to God way before we would ever be ready and I feel like God has prepared us to the most extent way as he could have for what was happening with Evan and it happened really fast I mean like it had been declining but like the event itself happened very fast and and I couldn't imagine being in the hospital and what that would have looked like with the leads on him and everything like that that would have just been it happened I, God is good. God is very good. Even with all the crap that happens, God is still a merciful, loving God. So. And I think from someone who has a testimony that can say his goodness is good, whether I feel it or not, um, means more to the, to the community 
and more to your testimony than probably anything. And so for y'all to be able to sit there and say, his goodness is good, whether I can feel it or not, um, through this, a great testimony. I mean, he gave us seven, so I have nothing to complain about, except that his life was too short. But, but I mean, I, Evan, I wouldn't even wish Evan was here because like Evan was tired at the very end. He was very tired. And I think he was holding on for us. And that's, like I said, I feel very selfish for, Ev for if he ever felt that way. I think I can say without a doubt that y'all loved him and he knew that he was left. And so y'all gave him the very best, the very best life. So, yeah. We want to help so. I know so. Thank you for listening to this episode of We Saved You a Seat. Oklahoma Family Network promotes family-centered care and provides tools so families can make informed decisions, advocate for improved services, build connections among families, and serve as a trusted resource in health care of children and young adults. If you would like to become a supporting family or get in touch with another family, please contact Oklahoma Family Network at oklahomafamilynetwork.org or by calling 405 271-5072.